Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello there. You are listening to Just Films and That. This is the podcast where we celebrate films we think might be underrated or underseen. I'm your host for this week, Alice Oliver. With me, as always, is Josh Hallam, and he chose the film this week, and he went with Blockers from 2018. So let's get stuck in. Right then, listeners, as I said, this week's episode is all about Blockers from 2018. But first, Josh, tell us a little bit about our new Patreon. Yes, it's just a quick shout out just to let you know that we are now on Patreon. You might have seen it on the social medias. The Patreon is linked in the description for this episode, but if you head on to patreon.com forward slash just films and that, there's a couple of tiers on there. Starts from £2 and for your money, you get episodes a day early, you get extended episodes, bonus content, you can get in touch with us and then the tiers and benefits sort of uh, go up and escalate from there. So any any support you can give us would always be massively appreciated. That's patreon.com forward slash just films and that. Yes, so as Josh said there, we are well and truly on Patreon, so head over there and check us out. And like Josh said, any support that you guys give us is always much appreciated. But anyway, Josh, blockers. Blockers, Alice. Blockers. Tell me about blockers. I want to know what this film is about, why you picked it, and I'm also going to say spoiler warning to the listeners because I forgot to do that. Slightly <laughs> earlier, but there we go. It's uh, there. You've so, been warned. Blockers. So I'm really interested to know what you think of this one. But anyway, what's it about? Right. So Blockers is a bit of a twist on your traditional teen sex comedy. Basically, you've got three girls, been friends since they were kids. It's prom night. Uh, and they all decide to make a pact to lose their virginity together. Sounds like a familiar story, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, but their parents, so two of the girls' dads and one of the girls' mums, who are also friends from being when the kids knew each other from being little, also find out about that and decide between them that they're going to stop their girls uh, from losing their virginity on prom night. And that is pretty much what it's about. High jinx mm-hmm. and shoe, as, as they always do in these films. Uh, why did I pick it? Right, well... I watched this not that long ago. Um, I say not that long ago. COVID makes everything extend by two years. It could have been that I watched it just after it this came out yes. five years ago now. But anyway, <laughs> uh, 2018 is five years ago. That is, no, that's mad. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, I'd heard it was good when I watched it. And I think I might have heard mm-hmm. it reviewed elsewhere or just seen, you know, had it recommended by a friend or whatever. And I looked at the scores at the time because when I watched it, we were doing the podcast. Um mm-hmm. And was quite surprised at the scores. Some scores in particular, which which we'll come on to to later. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think that this film is an is an interesting twist on a uh, is an interesting twist on a tried and tested formula, and mm-hmm. that and that it actually has some. I think a little bit of an important nugget of a message in there. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and so I suppose it's underrated because I think it did okay when it came out because it was on a fairly small budget and I think it made its budget back and then some. So maybe not underseen, although I think it probably should be seen by more people. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but, but main reason would, would be underrated. So mm-hmm. had you seen this one before? I had not seen it, but I had heard of it. Uh, didn't really know what it was about or anything, but I do remember it coming out. I do definitely remember seeing like the trailer for it or the posters for it or whatever, and just sort of dismissing it and just thinking, that's probably not a film I'm ever going to see. Another run of the mill bollocks. Yeah, yeah like, like, I don't need yeah. to see that. Not too bothered. Like, I, I find John Cena quite funny every now and then, yeah. but I was like, I'd, you know, so I had just dismissed it. So that is why last week when you when you said that we might do it, I was like, oh yeah, pick that one. Okay. Pick that one. Keen to know. <sighs> I've got to know then. Did you like it? What did you think? So in general, I thought it was all right. All right, okay. I thought it was all right. All right. I thought it was all right. right. I definitely didn't hate it. No. There's definitely a lot to like in there. Yep. But there were also just some improvements, shall we say. Okay. That could have been made. But overall, Josh, I would say uh, pleasantly surprised. Pleasantly all right. (laughs) I reckon this was an uphill battle for this film because I went in, I think, not having... Very high expectations. No. So it's hard to pull you back from that when you feel like you've already it made is. your mind it up. It is, it is. And it did do that. And I was, like, some of the things I was actually like, oh, yeah, I'm actually impressed by that. Either that joke yeah. is exceptionally funny or, like, that point is really interesting or those uh, characters' relationships is, is you know, mm. really strong and really developed. Um, but, yeah, ha- good. It happened with <laughs> me with Basketball. Oh yeah. So, so I started yeah. Basketball and I was like, not sure I'm this gonna is for me. I'm going to fucking I'm not sure this, this is for <laughs> me. And then within like half an hour, it sort of won me over. Um, and I could definitely see how this would happen with this film. It reminded me a little bit, whilst I was prepping the episode, it reminded me a little bit of Easy A. 100%. It's, it's, it's not, it's 100%. not, it's nowhere near as good as Easy A. It's not. Because I think Easy A is one of the best films we've ever covered. Easy A is a pretty like, darn it's, good it's film. A, it's a proper modern classic Easy A. I think this is decent mm-hmm. and, 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 and is underrated, as, as I've already said. So what did you like about it then? So what did I like about it? So in general, I do quite like the concept, right? So teenage girls exploring their sexuality in a way that is purely about them isn't Mm. something that you see that often in more mainstream films. So we've certainly seen examples of it elsewhere in cinema, but not too often in these more mainstream kind of shiny Hollywood films that historically... Indeed. And historically, these films focus on men and their sexual experiences. And I think that all this was helped with a more than capable cast, right? So it's not the most groundbreaking acting I've ever seen, but they are all enjoyable to watch. And some of them bring some real moments to the film as well as the comedy. I thought uh, that Catherine Newton, who plays uh, Julie, so she is Leslie Mann's uh, she daughter. She is, yeah, she is, yeah. Um, and then, so her friend Kayla, who is played by Geraldine, and I do hope I'm saying this correctly, Viswa Nathan. I think that's possibly. right, yeah, Viswa yeah. Nathan, yeah. Okay, so then she plays Kayla. Those two together, I think, are really great and have some really great, really great comedy moments, but then some great uh, sort of friendship development yeah. uh, between yeah. them as well, and as well as uh, Sam also. Uh, and I also think that John Cena had some really great comedy moments in this and really brought the laughs. And I have never noticed how massive his hands are. Yeah. 
Did yeah. you know that John Cena's hands were that you big? You put him next to normal-sized people. I couldn't believe it. And this it's... is the thing, because I think last time I see him was in, like, Suicide Squad, right? Yeah. So he's around... Or the he's muscly, around, you know, big, big, big like, muscly, yeah. You know, alongside Leslie Matt. I was like, yeah. whoa! It's like, <laughs> in the new Knives Out, Dave Batista is, like, twice the size of every other person. Indeed he is. It's like It's like one of the cast members is a shed. And then, like yeah. everyone else, is just a normal person. It's, it's mm-hmm. like you say, it, it is. It's so noticeable when you put these massive hench blokes next to next to normal sized human beings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I did enjoy it overall. So, what were some of the things that you really liked about it? So overall, I think it's really funny. I laughed mm-hmm. more. I, I laughed more watching it this time than I actually expected to. But there was a lot of like moments that I'd forgotten existed that that, that I was laughing at. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think it's quite heartwarming in equal measure. I think they get the balance between sort of feel good and and comedy quite quite right. Like I said mm-hmm. before, it does remind me a little bit of Mean Girls at EZA, where they build this little world full of like a real heart in the middle and then great supporting characters um, throughout. So let's talk about the cast then, because you, you've touched on it there. So it's not a massively known cast at the time. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I, I, the most known person in it at the time probably would have been either Leslie Mann or John Cena. But John mm-hmm. Cena certainly wasn't known at the time for being an actor. He was mm-hmm. still very much... and I, I mean, even now, some people probably still know him more from wrestling because it's obviously such a massive franchise and, and, and mm-hmm. business and stuff. But... He certainly wasn't known as a, as an actor at the, at this point, and I think he does a really good job of 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 bringing that of that character. So he plays a really neurotic character, and in fact, the fact that he's you know he's normally you'd associate him, particularly like a lot of wrestlers to actors with action roles, mm-hmm. whereas he's diversified a little bit more. And and has done like comedy and and, and more serious stuff like he does at mm-hmm. the time. So because because you don't have actors that are that well known because you've got Ike Barinholtz in there as well who, who plays Hunter and then the three girls who were all Catherine Newton's probably the most known of them now and she'll by the end of this year she'll probably be a household name because mm. she's in uh, the new Ant-Man film she's Ant-Man's daughter right. oh um, yeah um, she's re- they have recast Ant-Man's daughter from Endgame yeah. and she is she is Ant-Man's daughter so I imagine by the end of this year, she'll probably be a household name. The other mm. two haven't, I don't think I've ever seen them in anything else. Um, no, so they're pretty, neither. they're pretty newcomers. And because they're newcomers and because the other three, the adult cast aren't that well known, you don't really get any baggage. Mm-hmm. So you sort of, I see them almost as their characters, which I think mm-hmm. is, is, is really good. They're all pretty likable. They all get their own like moment to shine, whether that's mm-hmm. be a serious moment or a funny moment or or whatever. I actually think that the kids that they cast, the young girls, could be their kids. Yeah, like that. Like <laughs> yeah, they, like they do. That, they yeah. do such a good job, particularly with good Leslie Mann, because with mm. the, the the film opens or part of the opening is Leslie Mann and Catherine Newton getting ready at the same time. They mm-hmm. do a really good job of it, being, of like making you believe that they are mother and daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, so so the cast and the cast do a really good job because the parents in it, they're not like old fuddy duddies, but they're all sort of in their forties, and they do a good job of making it out like they don't know what's going on with the kids in inverted commas, yeah. but not by like being too obvious about it. So like mm-hmm. again, they do it with a, with a lot of the supporting characters. So um, the, the what's the what 
Kayla's Kayla's stepdad. So Kayla's got a stepdad in it. And one of the things he does is he's trying to take a picture of a con prom night. Right? And it just made me laugh because at one point he goes, let's get a picture. And he goes, oh, took a picture of my face. Like, and it's like that sort of thing where it makes me, it feels like real people. You know, that idea mm-hmm. of, because quite often in these films, there's a tendency to be like, oh, make it really obvious that they're old and that they don't know mm-hmm. what's going on. Whereas in this, some of them know more than others. And it feels it feels more real like to me. Mm-hmm. Um, as I say, it's really, really funny. So it's, it is a sex comedy, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's essentially reverse American pie. Mm-hmm. It is girls trying to lose their virginity rather than boys. But the jokes in it aren't really about sex. Mm-hmm. there's not actually many sex related jokes in there there's not many blue jokes in there there's one proper scene of sort of gross out but even then it's not because there's a scene in it if you, if you haven't seen it which is it's worth it's worth watching just for this scene but where <laughs> some some teenagers convince john cena that the chugging contest they're oh, gonna have gosh, is beer yeah. through the arse that was a difficult watch <laughs> i'll be honest but it's, it is gross out but they don't like other films would show like more gross elements of it mm-hmm. whereas that you know what's going on because you know the other kids aren't doing it and and, and mm-hmm. it works right so it's not too gross out for me anyway we've talked before about gross out humor and, and how mm-hmm. you know you can only a little bit of it goes a long way i think is that for me is is the, is the best way of less putting is that. more yeah less, less is, is more, more so, so it's it's a sex comedy where none of the mm-hmm. jokes are about sex like if you watch american pie it is so dated now because the way they're mm-hmm. talking about women and sex and and relationships is just so dated where I think, I think you could probably watch this in 10 years and it's not really dated apart from the references in it. But in terms of the language Mm -hmm. that I can't see how the way they talk would become offensive in any way. So I think I thought that that was really good. And so, yeah, I I just think they strike that balance really, really well Um, with, between feel good comedy, heartwarming and, 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 a little bit of realism as well, and I do think the message is important, which which I'll come on to. But what 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 did you think about it? Then what what else did you like about it, or have you pretty much touched on everything? No, I mean certainly echo a lot of what you said as well there, and as well as being balanced in terms of uh, the comedy and the more heartwarming uh, sort of factors of it, they've got quite a good balance in that the three girls, so Julie, Kayla, and Sam are actually, in a lot of ways, really emotionally mature and, like, really empathetic and stuff. Mm. And then you've got their parents who are almost so neurotic at times that it makes them irrational. Like, it means that they they sort of lose control a little bit more over themselves and Mm. over their emotions, whereas the three girls, for a lot of the time, are just kind of, they're holding it together. They have quite reasonable and rational responses to certain situations. If things don't work out how they planned that, you know, they can be totally mature about that and just be like, oh, oh well, because, like, Kayla obviously really wants to lose her virginity. And she said, obviously, she goes to do it with that kid, the, you know, the man the junkie boyfriend the sort of thing with the DMT guy. macaroons and that. <laughs> the cook. Um, Is it the cook or the chef? They call the, it. the chef, That's yeah. That's it, yeah. Um, and they go to do it, and suddenly in the moment, she's not really feeling it, and she's like, oh, can we just do other stuff instead? And he's like, yeah, cool, whatever. And it's, she's not, like going the next day and her mates aren't taking the piss out of her. It's like, oh, you didn't lose your virginity. How lame or whatever. Yeah, She's literally just like, oh, I didn't feel like doing it. And they're like, okay, cool. And that's it. And that's what I like about it. It's it's, So Mm -hmm. it's not, I suppose, it must have been quite a difficult balance to strike this because if you just went, it's like American Pie, but it's girls, you could... They could have been just completely misread, completely miswritten, Mm -hmm. completely misdone. And instead, what they do is, like you say, they make them more rounded 
more intelligent and more real feeling characters. So like you say, I quite like that. So, so that I think that's that leads on to my sort of idea. And I think the message of this film is quite important, right? Mm-hmm. Which is, it's not, I'm not going to hammer the point home, but I think it's quite an important, important message around sort of, there's a few things in there. It touches quite a lot of female sexuality, empowerment around around sex and and double standards as well. So mm-hmm. John Cena's wife in it bollocks them because they go to his house for some reason and she finds out what they're doing. And she's like, but why is it double standards for, for men and women? And there is a bit mm-hmm. of that scene of like, you've really hammered the point home here. Like you sort mm-hmm. of, you were showing us and now you've told us, but I do think mm-hmm. it's important because maybe not everyone would get it, that she is mm-hmm. making the point that why does it matter that they're girls? Why is it that when girls lose their virginity, it's this sad loss of innocence, whereas mm-hmm. when lads do it, it's just it's just fun. Mm-hmm. And I think they I think they strike the balance and they get the message home really well in this. Uh, like you say, to the point where Kayla changes her mind, or even the king. The, the, the good thing with that storyline is she starts out like, "Oh, I'm not bothered. It's weird. I just want. I'm just. I'm going to do it." Mm-hmm. And then goes, "Oh, actually." I don't want to. And nothing is made of it. It's just mm-hmm. like, essentially, what I quite like about it is it does a really good job of highlighting the importance of female empowerment and sexuality, whilst also accepting that everyone dances to the, their own tune. Exactly. And you know what completely I mean? yeah. normalising that as well. Like yeah. when she's with the chef in the bedroom and she's like, oh, I don't think I do want to have sex anymore. And he's literally like, yeah, that's cool. And the first thing he says is, um, well, we could do some journaling. So yeah. it's like, and that's a really nice response because it's like, oh, I still want to hang out with you. And it's totally cool that you don't want to have sex, mm. but here's something else we can do as well. And then for her, because then as soon as he says that, then she's like, oh, actually, you can go down on me or whatever. So yeah. like, they can yeah. go to the next level. But I reckon a lot of that really is to do with the way he responded because he was just so chill, so cool yeah. about it. It wasn't like making her feel like that she'd let him down or whatever, or that she was a or, loser because yeah. she wasn't losing her virginity on uh, prom night or whatever. But yeah, there was there was quite a bit of that going through. And and the the younger characters in this, I think, were, were definitely the more interesting ones. Yeah. And in a lesser, in a lesser thought-out version of the script... There's definitely a, an alternate version. If that is written around the same time as American Pie or something like mm-hmm. that, where he forces himself on her. Yeah. Or, or, and I don't mean forces himself on her in like a dark way, it, mm-hmm. it, in like a, and then a dad bursts in and beats him up. And it's like, yeah, go on, dad, because he's a mm-hmm. prick. And, he, you know, whereas in this, it's very, like you say, it's very much like, oh, all right, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it feels more. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It gets the point across better because of that. Mm -hmm. that and, yeah, and, definitely. And, yeah, and like the idea of, because one of the characters in it, Sam, is, is gay and sort of is in the process of coming to terms or coming out, isn't she? Mm -hmm. And she has that thing. Does she speak to a lesbian, another lesbian, and she sort of says, well, if you don't know, then try it. Yeah. And she, and she does, yeah. and she's like, oh, yeah, absolutely not. It's not for me. Yeah. <laughs> as, in, as in heterosexual sex is not for me. Yeah, but yeah. She, she realizes she's gay. With Chad. Yeah. With Ginger Chad. Poor Chad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, so did you, do you know what I mean with that point, or am I just looking for something that's not there? No, I, I definitely do, and I think, it's it's definitely part of it and it is part of the conversation that they wanted to start and you know whether it is just piggybacking off movements that were already happening or whatever i don't know but it is it's rare like i said in mainstream cinema to have sex amongst girls that young as well to be normalized and mm. to be just part of a normal conversation it's like well i'm an 18 year old girl like, let's be real. Let's talk about the things that are actually going on instead of pretending it doesn't happen or behaving in a way or depicting the story in a way where it's like women are just the thing to be sought after or mm. just the thing to look at or whatever, which is obviously yeah. what, you know, a lot of films in the 90s and sort of into the early 2000s were certainly very guilty of, but it's, it's definitely getting better in some regards. Whereas in this, it was like, it was about them as individuals and it was about their individual sexual journey. Like they yeah. were, they're all virgins. They're all just kind of figuring it out and they're all there to sort of support each other and just be chill with whatever the other one chooses. Um, but yeah, it, it was good. And I could, you could certainly feel the, I don't, original isn't the right word because I, I didn't feel like I was seeing anything new, but I suppose no. it's an unoriginal story just told differently yeah. and with a wider variety of perspectives. We'll move on now then to talking about anything that we didn't like about the film or perhaps anything that we would change. So, Josh, I, I reckon we both got some stuff mm. to say here, but uh, very interested to know where you stand <laughs> on this. Go on. Um, I think you might have more than me. I I don't have loads. So my first, okay. uh, my my sort of main point is around Ike Barinholtz's character, the character of Hunter. At first, when he first shows up, so he's like like like. He he's like this deadbeat dad character, isn't mm -hmm. he? Like he's a bit of a loser, hard partying. The character that we've seen so many times in other mm -hmm. things, the dad that's immature, blah, 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 blah. And at first, it's a bit like he's in a different film. 
Mm-hmm. It's like he is in those sort of teen comedies from 10, 15, 20 years ago. And at first you're like, oh. But then as it goes on, his his character does unravel a little bit more mm-hmm. and you learn a little bit more about him. And the way that's done is really, really good. But I do think they could have done more with it because what you learn as it goes along is that the reason he is distanced from Sam is actually more to do with his sort of breakdown of his marriage with his his wife and her mum. And he mm-hmm. makes accusations about her essentially abusing him mm. emotionally and and abusing him and perhaps hitting him as well at points and actually really demeaning him. And he has this little speech and it's really well done, but then it's sort of brushed off a little bit. It, it, I, it is almost literally brushed yeah, off, isn't it? Because yeah. he's saying it to John Cena and Leslie Mann. And they're just not And as listening. soon as he finishes, yeah, they, they jump into a new conversation and he even yeah. says like, oh, why do I bother? Like, or no, he says like, oh, it was just good it's to just say that out loud. just get off my chest, yeah. 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 <laughs> Which, but, but I do think something could have in a in a film like this, which is clearly trying to be a bit forward thinking in terms mm-hmm. of you know relationship relationships and sexual politics. I thought there was a missed opportunity there because the 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 male abuse victim is not a, is not a well trodden path in cinema. It's mm-hmm. not a not trodden path, but it's certainly something that it's like well you could have maybe done something there, and mm-hmm. maybe it was a little bit of a missed opportunity. So other than that. There's not really loads from okay. me. I suppose, I suppose you you could have pushed it even more with that idea of female empowerment and female sexual freedom. Um, but I don't know how you would do that, and it's a tricky tight walk, tight rope to walk. Um, because because if you you keep pushing it, then you do just end up with female American Pie, and that's not mm-hmm. what you want. Because the whole reason this film is good is because it's a it's not that. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but other than that. No, I think it's just maybe a missed opportunity with the, with the Hunter character. But but what mm. about you? Because you, you're sort of middling on this. So I get the impression you think it's all right, but there's definitely stuff you don't like. So let's hear it. Well, you know what? It's it's not even that, that there's that much. It's just that the main thing is kind of very broad and just sort of encompasses the whole film. So in general, I just don't think that the script is particularly sophisticated or intelligent. Mm. So it's definitely suitable for the genre. And it is, it's not that it's bad, but mm. there was a lot of tell, don't show with characters literally just saying how they feel all the time instead of showing us. And I wanted it to be an, a new... I thought you'd bring this up because I was thinking it too, but I wanted it to be as well-written and as good as Easy A. Yeah. And some of the vibes really did feel similar, but it wasn't quite hitting that sort of quality. And that's a film from 2010, so that was eight years ago. Yeah. Uh, So, And that is my biggest issue with this, is just... It's like because some of the jokes were really well-crafted and really funny, but a lot of it was literally just... I'm a character and this is how I feel. And it's like, well, I'm a character and this is how I feel. And I, I just, ah, you see, no, but it is a mainstream see, film, so I don't know. A bit I more nuance that. is all I'm after, I think. I can see that because it's like we touched on with Kayla's mum, Marcy. She has a big mm-hmm. speech about double standards between between women and men when it comes to sex, right? Mm-hmm. And that is quite a well-written piece of dialogue and I get why they put it in there. But there is an element of like, I know that. I know that's mm-hmm. what the film is. I know the film is showing me that. Well, you've mm-hmm. had someone tell me that. So I do I do get that. I wonder if perhaps there's something to be said for they were so focused on the end products and what they were trying to get across that perhaps some of the dialogue could have been could have been redone. Either that or they were intentionally holding back a little bit mm. just to get that broad appeal and to just maybe even kind of make sure people watch it because it's hard 
it's hard when stuff like this comes out because a lot of people who perhaps aren't used to seeing uh, female heavy casts, and especially young women as well, might not be prepared to go and see it. Like, they might just write it off straight away. Mm. Like, you know, Ghostbusters with women, rubbish. Uh, Ocean's 8, rubbish. Like, all this. Like, you just we'll write it off immediately. Well. So, so Bridesmaids, well, Bridesmaids really broke, broke, the, broke mold. the mold, really, didn't but it? But if you remember when Bridesmaids came out, it was marketed as the female hangover. Right, yeah. And it is not the female hangover. And I think <laughs> it took... I think I might have touched on this on other films, but I think the marketing of that really let it down. Yeah. Because actually, it's one of the best comedies ever written, in my view. Mm. I think it's absolutely outstanding. Bride it is very funny. I think it's brilliant. But when it came out, and, and it wasn't that it was a slow burn because people who went to watch it loved it, right? Mm -hmm. But it was like, if you've seen The Hangover, mm. what about with women? And it was yeah. like, it, it was like, but it's not that. It's just, it's just sort of roughly linked because it's about a wedding. Mm -hmm. But, mm -hmm. but, so, and, and there is a tendency to do that, isn't there? To like frame everything through. Well, it's almost it's almost an extension of the male gaze, isn't it? In what way? As in like you're framing it for men. Right, I see what you mean. Yeah, it's like this needs to be something that I'm familiar with. Oh, it's Ghostbusters, but women. Yeah, it's not framing it for men. It's it's using the male version as a reference point as if it's not its own thing. Yeah, exactly. And this is a huge issue that... You know, you hear, you do hear it discussed a lot that it's like, where, where are the original stories? We don't need copies. Like, there's no. there's a whole load of women who have had different experiences and have amazing stories to tell and stuff. Mm. It's like you don't just need to go, oh, Ghostbusters, but with women. It's like, nah. Well, how about how about a new group of ghost fighting supernatural hunters? Do you know what I mean? Like, let's see the mm. new stuff. And so with this, it felt like well, the concept was trying to be a bit that. But the the more sophisticated and I think nuanced elements of the script that could have been in there were missing. But I do think that it was designed that way specifically to make sure you're hitting that wider audience and to make sure enough people see the film sort of thing. So, you know, I get it. It's a business. You've got money to make. You've got, like, writers and visual effects guys to pay. Like, I get it. Um and the other thing, and this is a really specific thing, so we've gone from my first point, which was really sort of broad and just encompassed the whole film, and then this one is really super specific, so I'm wondering if you can shed any light on this for me, Go Josh. On. Right, so just something I noticed, okay? So when they're at, so they're at one of the prom after parties at a house or a lake house or something, right? And then loads of police turn up, like loads of police, as if they're responding to some major incident as opposed to just underage drinking. And then you've got this sequence where people are like chatting and you can hear the police sirens in the background and see the lights flashing and all this. And then when everyone gets in their cars to drive off, you get this wide shot of the area, like a bit of drone footage or whatever. And there's no police cars present at all. So there's that for inconsistency, right? But then also, did, what happened with the police? Like, did they arrest anyone? Like, the chef... Their friend had DMT on him. Like, isn't that one of the most potent drugs in the world? Yeah. Also, um, who tipped off the police? Who who phoned them to be there? And why didn't we see anyone make that call? And what yeah, was the reasons they phoned I, I us? Must so say, I really, yeah, do you I know think, when you ever focus in on a detail and then it's all you can think about? Yeah, and I suppose, I suppose as well, because we've seen so many films of this kind where the police do get called. Like, mm -hmm. so, like you know, the first thing that comes to mind is just like super bad. Mm -hmm. um, but... Yeah, maybe it does seem very much like a plot point that needed to happen to get from one point of the story to the next. It was just, but it, it was just kind of a way to break up the party. It seemed, and to sort of. And if the police were called know. to that, 
which seems to be in a rural area. Mm-hmm. Why weren't the police called to the massive party in the hotel, which is... A, it, that was odd, It's got it? so many people in it. drinking, yeah. Yeah, no, I don't know. I just thought, it's like, where did... How did those police that is a weird up? Who tipped them off? Yeah. But then what's the what is the consequence of that? I guess I just like to see. But you want in a film, you want everything to happen for a reason, right? Yeah. Everything's got a cause and everything's got a consequence. And with this, you didn't see the cause, so you didn't see who phoned the police or why they phoned the police. And then you didn't see the effect the effect of it. No one got arrested, no one got a warning. There was no like darker subplot about like the drugs industry or whatever like it was literally <laughs> it was just nothing and it was just a bit annoying I think. it's literally just there to move from one place because the, the whole point like in that it. scene is it's, it's, it's not in, inter, it interrupts at least one of the characters almost about to have sex doesn't it yeah but it surely i don't know i feel like you could have come up with better there's better ways i think a bit more creative be a bit more creative instead of just doing the thing that all the other films have done it's mm. like oh we need this party to break up how about we they hear police sirens and then they run away i feel like you could be more creative than that with that eh. anyway that was it you know josh it was just those two points really like overall pleasantly surprised mostly positive feeling just a couple of couple of little things that i noticed but otherwise pretty good We'll move on now then to talking about the critical reception. So I haven't seen this, but Josh picked this film because he thinks it's underrated. So this is underrated. I think we can... What are we thinking? What are we well, thinking? I feel like we, we could agree that it's not a masterpiece and that we're not expecting it to get scores through the roof. But it's not all... It's not awful. It's definitely not awful. There's definitely so one if... of these scores that's going to surprise you, so I'm going to ask you for a oh, specific score, but give us a broad okay. score first. Mm. If you think it's underrated, I reckon it got... I reckon you think that this is at least a mid-six. Mm-hmm. So I think it got less than that. I'm going to say that it got 59% or 5.9 and sit around on, that. On, on average. On average, I reckon. And how... So what would you give it then? I'd give it a little bit more than that because I do appreciate what it's trying to do. Mm. Um. And I think you've got to appreciate that and take that for what it is mm. as well as the whole thing. I don't think it's amazing, but I like some of what it's trying to do. Mm-hmm. So I reckon we could nudge that right on up to the high sixes okay. at least. Okay. And this is a specific bit. What Do you think it did better with the critics or with the audience? <sighs> Tricky one. Tricky one because I think the critics even may think, may... Um, be complimentary of it because it's dealing mm. with mm. the female sexu- sexuality instead of male. So maybe the critics liked that. So mm. I reckon maybe the critics gave it more than the audience did. Uh, you're right. Okay, go you're on. You're spot on. But this is okay. this is this is one of the reasons I picked it. So at the time of recording on IMDb, mm-hmm. gets six point two out of ten. Okay, yeah. The audience on Rotten Tomatoes, and this is the sort of more surprising score. Give it 51%. Okay. Which I yeah. think's low. That's quite low. And the critics on Rotten Tomatoes give it 84%. <gasps> yeah. Wow. So the the critics really did like this. I think that, so, so that averages out then, because the critics score really drags that up. Mm. It, that averages out at 65 or 6.5. Um mm-hmm. so I would say. We've talked about what we've talked about, right? And I'm not saying this is not an absolute smash hit and knock it out of the park, but I think it's decent. I think it tackles some issues quite well. And I think mm-hmm. this is a solid seven for me. 
What would you say? Is 65 underrated? I will say that it is a little bit underrated because I need to take into account the fact that I went into this with low expectations and it surpassed those. And that is hard to do, I think, when you've already judged a book by its cover, which you're not meant to do, but we're all guilty of anyway. Um, So yeah, I'll reckon Blockers, underrated. Well, there we go. Another underrated one in the bag. I'm quite glad that went in there. I was, I thought that could be touch and go. Uh, and I'm glad we got it in there. <laughs> Blockers, in the end, is underrated. Uh, underrated. We, will be back. we will be back with another episode next week. Um, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, in the meantime, if you'd like to get in touch with us, it's filmsandthatpod at gmail.com. As we said at the start of the episode, check us out over at Patreon, uh, patreon.com forward slash that. And of course, we're on all the social medias if you just search for Just Films and That on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Uh, we're, on, we're on all of them. So check us out, get in touch. We'd like to hear from you. And uh, yeah, we're also on the television, aren't we, Alice? We are indeed. Every Friday evening from 6pm, you can find us on the local TV network. So if you live in Birmingham, Bristol, Leeds, Liverpool, or the northeast of England, you can find us on Channel 7 on Freeview. Or if you live in North Wales or South Wales, you can find us on Channel 8 on Freeview. So that's every Friday evening from 6pm, just me and Josh having a little chat about all our favourite underrated and underseen films. Uh, yes lots of ways to hear us see us get in touch and as ever thank you very much for listening Uh, we'll see you next week it's goodbye from me cheerio bye up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. 
That's stamps.com. Code program.